0: Hey y'all, welcome to today's episode of Every Mom Meets a Friend. Today's episode is a super sweet one because we've hit a milestone as a podcast family and that is today's episode... Being my 100th episode. Ah, what a fun, fulfilling, easy, joyful, stretching ride it's been for me. And hopefully, you, especially if there's any of you out there that have listened to any considerable portion of all of those 100 episodes. So it just felt right to start today with a verse about gratitude from Psalm. It's Psalm. 1 18 24 and it says this is the day that the lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it and i just want us to rest in that today and that y'all today this day this present moment this drive this morning this evening this present circumstance that you are in it has been dictated and known from the beginning of time And all that we are asked to do is to be here, fully resting in what the Lord has for us today and find joy that he knows us and he has us. And as I've simmered on this, I've thought that although this friendship series has been super on brand for Every Mom Needs a Friend, for the very reason that I dreamt up this podcast amongst some of my loneliest, most unjoyful times, that look what God did. So today I'm going to sit in this gratitude of all the blessings that are in front of me. And I'll ask that y'all seek to be present and live in gratitude for the present moment, acknowledging God's abundant blessings in your life too. So with that, let's talk about why you need friends and how you make them. Okay, in my, let's call it 10 years of life outside of college and just being a true adult, I know at 18 they technically call you an adult, but For me, in order to be considered, I feel like a real stand-by-myself adult is when I graduated college. Ultimately, I got married the same year, so it felt like I jumped into the deep end for adulthood, and life felt really easy at first, but especially when you add in three kids, a miscarriage, and let's call it five different cities, all these moves, I definitely have had moments where I'm like, wow, I'm really failing in the friend department, adult department, parenting department marriage department. So although I have this podcast, I just want to give some reality to the fact that I'm just a fallible human being just like you. And so I definitely feel like I have learned things along the way in terms of when you move, what to do to put roots down in a city but I definitely have my fair share of fails and times where I have felt like I have just been the worst. And so I feel like for today, as we talk about how to make friends, I feel like I can find intrinsic value in every single person. I really do feel like as I've gotten older, the idea of that we are all made in the image of God, I just feel like I have learned to expand my kind of qualifications for what a friend is. Um, I've talked about this in other episodes of growing up, living in the same city for a really long time, and then going to a college where everything felt very easy. I feel like I had friends that were all very like-minded for me. And so it has been the best thing for me to move around the country, have times where I've walked in, to a city with zero connections, zero friends, and had to start from the ground up because you start to just value people in a different way. And I'm not trying to say that if you stayed in your same hometown your whole life that you don't understand what I'm saying because I think everybody has the opportunity to make friends. And I've told myself that if I ever get the opportunity to move back to a city that feels like home to me, that I wouldn't lose this desire, hunger for making new friends. It's something that honestly I feel like it's like with anything in life like you have to train your body you have to work those muscles and what I will say I have done in every single city that I've lived in is I've put my foot on the gas I'll talk about that a lot today but in order to make friends you have to get out there and make friends and I think that is easier said than done I've actually had to counsel a lot of people through, okay, you're going to a new city. Now what? What do you do? Where do you go? And I will say that I have the privilege of being a part of the Christian community that when you go into a new city and you join a church, there's a million ways to plug in when you go to a church. And I'm sure in any faith-based organization, they have a similar thing, or at least I hope they would. As far as it goes for my faith, it is so um, welcoming with the idea of like, you know, find your community here. Like we're all part of the body of Christ. And so I feel like that has been a cool story for how Jesus has taught me about all the different functions of friends. And so I'm saying all this long-winded to say that I have grown to love Women that are completely different ages than me have had completely different backgrounds, do not think the same way, do not vote the same way, have a completely different family makeup than me. And I have learned things about myself through it of, you know, what is ultimately the most important thing? What are ways that I can grow um, in mind, body, spirit? But I feel like I can say specifically for when I lived in New Hampshire and when I lived in Dallas, those were times that I just learned a lot about, okay. Making friends is about sometimes time. So for instance, in New Hampshire, I feel like although I had a couple connections, I was sitting there dry. And Christopher told me, he goes, you know, I wonder if for New Hampshire people, sometimes it just takes time. And where in the South, you could almost say it is a little bit superficial of like, oh my gosh, like let's go get coffee or let's go do this. But maybe sometimes those things never materialize. In New Hampshire, if someone says, let's go get coffee, they actually mean let's put it on the calendar right now because if they're going to open up to you, they're going to open up to you. I know it's a saying, um, so I'm not coining this, but that in the North or specifically in the Northeast, people have small front porches, but big living rooms. And in the South, we have big front porches and maybe smaller living rooms. And the idea here is that it's really easy to get on people's front porches in the South. It's really easy to get on the front porch in the South. Um, They're gonna invite you over for a glass of lemonade or whatever cliche thing you can say. But in the Northeast, you know, their front porches aren't as big, but once you're in, you're in. And I have definitely many people that come to mind when I think of my New Hampshire friends and Christopher's words are, I feel like you're just going to pick your head up one day and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I have deep friends here. And so I will say the first thing when it comes to friendships is that it just takes time. You have to have shared experiences. You have to have enough time logged in the system to talk about things and to learn things about each other. And especially... Especially with kids, y'all, it's so hard. Like, y'all know those play dates where you're like, have we talked about anything? Or have we just gotten interrupted a hundred times and just kind of existed next to each other for an hour? And that's fine, y'all. That's good. Those are shared experiences. You know, and the other thing is I was gonna say about Dallas, it was about proactivity. Like I needed to get out there, I needed to go do something. I had to step outside of my comfort zone. But I also think about the time I've spent in Louisville, it was so much about the season of life. Like the friends that are my guests my best gal pals in Louisville we all have been married around the same time have kids around the same age we all are in the baby making season so i feel like that is so important for friendships in some sense but like i said i actually have so many friends that are like hitting 40 hitting 45 and like they're way out of the baby time and they actually see it as fun when i come over with like a little tiny poppy cuz they're like oh i'm getting my baby fix and i'm like you're you're giving me the mentor fix that i need in my life so that being said, there's a lot of reasons and a lot of ways that friends can be a part of your life, and it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who looks like you, thinks like you, or has the same past experiences. But y'all know that I have done a lot of callbacks to the book Find Your People by Jenny Allen. That's where this whole idea about that women can be so lonely, like the fire was flamed by Jenny Allen when I've heard her speak and when I read this book of, gosh, gosh, Gals, we need to work hard at finding our people because we're not supposed to do this life alone, especially the mom life. We need each other. And I, you know, I talked about last week about that I might not text you back because I am prioritizing maybe local friends. And that's a hard thing to say and a hard thing for my friends that are out of town possibly to hear. And, but it's so important to have your proximity friends. And, I also think it's so important to be transparent with those friends. It's important to have accountability created for those friends. Like I lean on my local friends in ways that other people lean on like their family honestly feels like in proportionate to the amount of time that I've spent with this person that they're going to be the person that I call for when I go into labor. Like I would love to be calling my best friend Kaylin when I go into labor to be like, come over and get my kids. But I'm so thankful that there is sweet people that the Lord has placed in my life in each of my cities. As you all know, we have a silly track record of Christopher and I moved to Dallas, had a baby, moved to New Hampshire, had a baby, moved to Seattle, had a baby. We always say like, we're going to move again. And that's how I'm going to get my fourth. But to that point, I have had to have people on call that are people that I've only known a year or less. And that's kind of crazy to me. But having that accountability, like people want to help people and those are the right people to have in your life, but it's really hard to get there. And so you have to have these shared experiences. You have to be transparent with people. You have to lean on people. And sometimes that's hard for some personality types, but ultimately I will say it's important to have consistency with people. I feel like once I'm gaining momentum with a gal, like all I want to do is plan the next play date because it's good to keep that momentum going but let's talk about tips for how do we actually get there? How do we actually have the friends' names in our phone? I know that I've had plenty of fails. Like the amount of women in my phone right now under contacts as so and so name park friend, so and so name certain park, so and so name brown hair. Like it is hilarious, and I will say most of those don't work out. Like it's not like you're gonna walk into a park and you're gonna see a couple moms and all of a sudden you're gonna be park friends. Maybe that will happen, and you definitely should put yourself out there. And I. Definitely think in the sense of communicating and learn learning how to communicate with people in a different city. It's good to just like walk up to people and be like, hey, how are you today? And have that little feeling of connectiveness inside a city, inside a park that's close to your house. Um, especially in those early days when you don't have any friends. I feel like if a mom was at a park, she was going to get a full earful of what my day was like, or the people at the grocery store, I feel like I just chit-chatted with because I'm definitely the person who needs to get my thoughts out. But so y'all came here maybe wanting to know, like how do you actually make friends? And the first thing I'll say is a call back to what I had said earlier of I am praying that you find a church community first. Um, Christopher and I made the very intentional decision before we moved from New Hampshire all the way out to the other coast out here to Seattle, particularly the suburb area. We decided what church we were going to go to before we moved out here. And I will say that I've met friends who go to churches that I sometimes wonder, I'm like, shoot, should we have gone to that church? Like, I love that church, but we have made our decision. We are going to attend the church that we are attending the whole time that we live here. Because to my point about it takes time, go ahead and join the church. Do not drag your feet on church membership, getting involved, serving, volunteering, getting your kids involved, because that is how you really put roots down. And so I will say I have pity for people who don't you know Jesus, who care about you know having a church community because how are you gonna do it y'all? I don't know how you're gonna do it without Jesus. I know that many churches, especially the church that we decided to join before even coming out here, we made the decision based upon a lot of different factors and one of them was what does their children program look like? One of them was do they have mom's groups? Do they have Bible studies that Christopher and I can attend together? What does their resources look like for someone who is newly joining them? And I will say our church does an amazing job of making people feel connected. You have no way to not be connected when you attend our church. And that's what y'all should be looking for in a healthy church body. But if we take a step back out from even church, um, you definitely can join local like parenting groups. I know there's like moms of whatever town that you're living in. Definitely connect with those. You should start reaching out to your connections. Do you know anybody that knows somebody in that city? I feel like I made friends in Dallas through random friends from our college that we went to that I wasn't even that close with, but then she connected me with someone else who ultimately took me to a Bible study who ultimately allowed me to meet my greatest friend in Dallas. So the monkeys in the barrel, if you know that saying, that's a real thing. Saying yes to one thing could be the domino effect to the person that you're ultimately going to become super close with, but it might be two, three people deep. And ultimately that person could be the reason that you actually enjoy a city. So it's important to say yes to absolutely everything. Anything that makes sense in your schedule, go to. I mean, I joined a gym and I go to the workout classes during the day because who goes to those classes typically stay-at-home moms. And then, you know, I am now in the school time of life. And so Ellie going to school, I've made friends through her school. It's been the sweetest thing. I actually have a friendship that I've made through Ellie meeting another girl in another class on the playground. And then that girl and Ellie would send each other little notes. They got invited to each other's birthday parties. Me and the mom are sweet friends now. And we're like, this is really cool that our girls and their little socialness have led way for us to be friends and I'm in a Bible study with her now and there's just a lot of sweetness that comes from instilling even in your children that social ability and the, the idea that anybody can be a friend and it's really cool once we're in this like sports era in the school era that you are going to be around people who have shared experiences because their kids are going to be the same age as your kids that's huge but I ultimately think the biggest thing for me the way that I have felt even pre-entering a city the most comfortable is when I lean on my network. And so I have had people in almost every city that I've lived in that's basically preparing a way before I come in. Those might not be my best friends forever, but I definitely know it's good to try to set up any play date or any connection that you have before entering a city. And believe me, when I went to New Hampshire, I put out a Facebook post. To the story I talked about last week, I put out a Facebook post that was like, y'all, does anybody know anybody in the whole state of New Hampshire? Now I know maybe y'all don't know this. New Hampshire is a very tiny state, but it's absolutely ridiculous to say does anybody know anybody in the whole state of New Hampshire? And that was the post. And I had someone reach out and I became friends with a gal. And then that gal introduced me to all my friends. And so it takes a little bit of effort and a little bit of scariness to step outside your comfort zone. But ultimately when you lean on your network, you're going to make some sweet friends through that. And I, okay, so like, let's just like talk like Real talk because I definitely have a lot of like anecdotes and that's a lot of the ways that I Organize this podcast is just me kind of like chit chatting through things But let's talk like real talk about how to make friends So a lot of these i've described just previously, but let's just talk down the list So yes, you got to say yes to everything utilize monkeys in a barrel You need to make sure that if you say yes to someone and they introduce you to someone else get that girl's number And then start being friends with that girl And then maybe the three of you can hang out and then all of a sudden you're in a friend group How great is that? Um, You need to attend church, y'all. Go to your church. Find a church and join the groups. Join a gym. Find workout classes that make sense for you. Talk to some gals after class. If your kids go to school, make sure you're saying hi to the gals um, at school. And same with sports. But it could be as simple as finding a mom and getting her number and then being like, hey, I'm picking up a cup of coffee. Can I grab you on on the way to soccer practice or on the way to school? That's how you build community, y'all. Mom's group. So, absolutely at church for sure. But also there's like kind of less church affiliated groups. I love MOPS. MOPS is like my jam, M-O-P-S. It's not just for preschool students. I know that's something that people have always thought, but no doubt you probably have a MOPS group or I also love BSF. That's a great way to connect with people and there's most likely BSF or MOPS in any of your cities. But um, the last point that I kind of made earlier was lean on your network. I have made truly all my friends through network. And that doesn't mean it's a person that lives in the city. It could be a person of a person of a person like three degrees out. Um, and that's how I have made friends. I actually have one friend that the whole reason I'm friends with her is because she happened to be sitting at a wedding shower across the country. And this other gal who is a friend of my sister in law, Molly, that y'all have heard before, Molly and her were roommates in college. And then that gal just so happened to be sitting next to Molly's college roommate and then this college roommate I think has listened to the podcast before and was like, whoa, Anna needs friends. <laughs> and so they connected and ultimately, yeah, through like three degrees of separation I got this girl's number and she has been one of my sweetest friends in this city. But okay, non anecdotal, let's get back to it. So reach out to other moms find mom and baby classes. That's a really fun way to like hit two birds with one stone to get an activity for your child, like a music class or one of the activity groups at the library. Mother Goose is a kind of a national program, I think. I actually just feel like there's so many resources not even affiliated with the church, like in the community. Like we get a guide every summer to what summer camps are happening that summer, like through the like parks and recreation of your city. And so I'm sure there's something like that. And they're actually probably very economically friendly. So you got to, you got to make sure you're doing your research. You need to be joining Facebook groups. You need to be Googling what do people do in that area. And ultimately just being kind of an outgoing person and talking to people at the supermarket or, you know, you see someone with a kid the same age, if they are at the park, start talking to people and get the vibe of the city. What do people do? At the end of the day, You are a whole person all by yourself. Even though you're a mom, even though you're a wife, you are a whole person and you need to assess what your needs are in terms of friendships. Like for me, I am definitely more of like, I need my people around me. I need a lot of social interaction throughout the day to feel like at the end of the day, I'm full. And maybe that's not you. Maybe you are able to get most of your social ability through your longstanding old connections. But do not, I repeat, do not sleep on your proximity friends. So if you just moved to a new city, you've got a lot of work ahead of you. Put your foot on that gas. I mean proximity plays like the biggest role in giving you a sense of community, like when you actually dig in deep and work hard to have these local friends, you're gonna feel so much more connected to your city and i can I can say for certain that there has been times and cities that I've lived in, and I'm like I actually like truly hate this city. I do not like this state. Like it's bad. I've gotten to these points where I'm like, I don't like anybody. I'm ready to leave. Like let's move. But engaging with local people allows you to learn about that local community. I just feel like proximity has so many benefits for you. It's important to recognize that although we have technology and we have virtual connectivity to people, it's not going to give you the same level of like bond and collaboration and a sense of community that you would get with your local friends. So if you've heard me say this so many times throughout this mini series about friends, it is, it's hard work y'all. I don't know how to put it any other way. I've mentioned this before, but I have not walked into a city and said, here you go, here's all your best friends. I have worked day in and day out. I've had so many family dinners where I'm inviting husband and wife and their kids over to the house. The amount of playdates I have been on, blind date playdates that are so awkward and so tough. And I have left so many playdates in the car, crying the whole way home, calling my friends, being like, Y'all, like, I hate it here. This is horrible. And so if you feel like you are lonely, I want you to know that me sitting here, someone who I can say I have deep, deep friends in every place that I've lived, I have been in those pits of loneliness as well. It is a horrible place to be. It is one of those feelings that I feel like should be reserved for hell. And ultimately, I feel like that is what hell is going to be like. It's lonely. I don't think we're made to do this alone. And I feel like the Lord smiles when we work hard and we have these sweet interactions with people. So not to over-spiritualize it. It's just like, this is the work that we're supposed to do, y'all. I just feel like as I was preparing for this episode, I wrote down, being present enables us to recognize and respond to God's invitations for growth, grace, and transformation. And like, what's the inverse of that? Like, you almost can't do that without being present with people. If we are present, if we're present with people, if we are actually face to face with people, we open ourselves to receive the grace that God can give us to live in joy and the peace that he intends for us. Like I really think he intends for us to live in community with people. And so although that doesn't mean it's going to be easy, it doesn't mean that it's good. And that's such a hard thing to wrap your head around of like the tough stuff can still be good. I love it, I love it, I love I do love that I ended with that statement because I feel like maybe a year ago, I was really on this like quest to figure out why things can be opposite, but right, like hard, but good, like painful, but worth it you know, these things that are in tension in this world, I would say like, because we are before glory, before time when Jesus um, has returned. And so not to get overly spiritual, I feel like my mom somewhere is being like, Anna, you can't get overly spiritual. Everything is spiritual. But I feel like that was just a really good way to end it. And in that same vein, I feel like um, an episode that I posted last year, I want to say it was like late in the summer, maybe September, was why or how or should you? for a husband's job so if you want some further resources on like how to kind of jump into a city that's where I really broke it down it was really adapted from something I literally talked to a friend about about how do you actually move to a city well so check out that episode if you want some more information like if you're about to move to a city Uh, but I feel like it might be helpful here to kind of sum it up in the sense that like currently I have tons of friends in Seattle and if you've listened to the podcast since I've even moved to Seattle I've had episodes where I'm like crying as I'm speaking because I have been so lonely so if you are in the depths of loneliness like just know that like yes you are there like there's truth to the matter of the fact that you are lonely but just know that it doesn't have to be forever and it it probably won't be forever but you got to kind of get up and like work hard to gain these friendships it's not easy. It's really not. So I think that's a really good way for the episode to kind of end with me landing there. And so that being said, y'all are awesome. Thanks for listening thus far. Thanks for listening to the friendship series. I think I have a couple more like one-off kind of like friendship talks. Um, I have some planned with some friends and of course talking to Christopher, it always comes up. And so y'all are great. Thanks for listening. Y'all are the best. Hope you have a wonderful day. We'll talk next week. All right. Bye.